have to fight each other! If Cardus is allowed to be reborn, she'll destroy Marmo as well as Lodos. Light or darkness, between you and I, all will be decided. The destroyer has chosen me and not you. God just yet. Sandy. Yes. You will call me your God. Call back. Yes. And no army will be able to stand before me. I'm Bill. Yes, it's, indeed it's true. It's a sad day. It's a happy and sad day. Happy sad. Because it's over? Yeah. But it's not because we have the Chronicles of Heroic we Night. We do have Chronicles of Heroic Night. We can definitely go through that and talk about all the chibis ever. But no, uh, we are here to talk about the final episode of bonus season number two, where we discuss the final episode of The Record of Lotus War, OVA. And instead of having a two-pack, we've just got one episode, a finale for you. We're done. Yep. We'll be done, Bill! Till we go after Chronicles Til of Rogue Knight. Till we go after Chronicles of Rogue Knight, yeah. I'm pretty excited to talk about that, too. Uh, but, oh, man, <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about... About being done with this, this this series. I mean, we're going to go into a lot more detail right. later. But, like, on a scale of, like, Grunlagon to Trigun, like, where where would you put this this particular show? I mean, part of it, you said, how do I feel about being... Two different questions. They are. That's true. How do I feel about being done? I wasn't joking. We have more. It's true. I, I don't there feel, is. I don't feel like we're done. Yeah. I feel like we've hit a benchmark, but I don't feel like we're done. Okay. Uh, so, neutral. Okay. Fair. Where would I put this? It's not Trigun. Mm-hmm. I would agree. It's not Trigun. Trigun is better than this anime. I would say this is probably num- number two or number three so far. Okay. Um, Wolf's Reign is starting to get pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it had a rough start. It did have a rough start. Absolutely. Um, but it's also, it also is prettier. Mm-hmm. It's longer. This is, yeah. This is probably two or three with Wolves yeah. Rain somewhere in there. I, it's, I'd really have to take more than just a few seconds to to put that ranking in order. Yeah, but, that uh, might be an interesting uh, interesting bonus episode at some point. Like all, all three of us argue a while about like how would we rank these shows. But yeah, all I, three I, of I, us. I, well, normally, 
Well, not actually normally. No. Sometimes. Uh, but no, we. Uh, I, I'd, I'd probably agree with you. I think that uh, definitely it it's up there as one of my favorites overall. And it's it's something that I'm definitely excited to talk about today. Episode 13, we get to see what happens. The big final epic battle with Vagnard and Ashram and Parn and... Carla. 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 D just there. and Deedle's there. Yeah. But we, we just got to jump in, I think, right? Right. So let's do it. Let's do this. Episode 13. How does it start? Uh, Actually, I'm curious with, what the title is. With a theme song. The Burning Continent. It is the Burning. It is the Burning Continent. It does start with a theme song. The Burnt. The Burnt Continent. The Burnt Continent. It's Burnt. Burnt crisps. Uh, no, the Burning Continent. Episode right next 13. to the Ernie Continent. Yeah, yes. Oh my lord! We open after our theme song. Marmo, the Ernie Island. Do you notice this is the first episode? I think that Wart does not narrate. I didn't notice that. No. Yeah, he does not narrate at the beginning of this episode. We'll so we'll hear him again. In the middle of the episode and at the end, but uh, no, he does not narrate for us. Instead, we see Parn, and we hear his panting as he rushes down a long hallway to find and save Deedlet. When I say a long hallway, I mean a really long hallway. All the hallway. Because he's running, and we see him from another angle, and we see him from a third angle. Um, the mystical hallway. Yes. He is assaulted. The archetype of hallways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, he's assaulted by evil spirits at one point. That are all kind of cool and white and red, and kind of look like ghost wolves. Yeah, they got like like their mouths open, and like you all see like the like the the pinkish inner parts of like the mouth. Well, they're just more of those ghosts that they borrowed from Family Hunter D. Yeah, I mean, I, we're essentially in the world of D right now. Yeah, like Marmo is is that yeah. weird underground evil place that that D goes to yep. to fight the Lee's weird Castle. spider later. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah yes. Yes, I couldn't remember what what the guy's name was. So he pretty much takes care of those evil spirits. And he is armed with Fawn's sword, as as we saw earlier. He's got that, and he uses that to kind of, like, essentially fight those ghosts away. Because um, it's magic. Yeah. And, holy magic sword. Holy magic. And I like also, and you noted the same thing, Parn looks different. And a big part of that is, like, how like, like what he's wearing, too. He's got on a cashew cape. Pretty much, and yep. it's not. It isn't Cashew's cape because we no. see Cashew in a later scene with that cape on. And the only difference is Cashew has two buckles, right? And Parn has one. Parn has one. Or brooch, or I'm not sure I, what that thing you called on. A cape, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess a clasp. A, yeah, we'll go with a clasp. Yeah, the thing, the thing in the front that holds, that holds it together. It holds both sides. He's got the, one of together. them, and Cashew has two for some reason. Yeah, it's like that cool cloak with like the the back part upraised. Yeah, kind of looks like a vampire, cowl. or yeah, cowl sort of thing. Collar, whatever. Yeah. And aside from that, we get more shots of him running um, toward a weird pink opening. Ew. And <laughs> crazy. Yeah, uh, he's suddenly bathed in red light. And one of the cool, the coolest things about this episode, because again, visually, this OVA is hit or miss. Yes. Like, there are some really, really cool visuals, but then other times they will reuse the same hashed animation five or six times in one episode. Or, like, some of the, the visuals are kind of ugly. This episode has a lot of really neat color effects, because the room is bathed in this, like, evil red crackling energy that pretty much all the fighting takes place in. So, like, every once in a while you see a shot of a character, and their armor... Or, like, their hair, like, looks different. 
And I thought that was like a cool thing that they did where it's like they're, they're trying to kind of show you. This episode is why some of the other ones look kind of cheap. Yeah. So like like when you see D-Lit and instead of having like the long blonde hair, it almost looks pinkish. Yeah. In a lot of those shots because of that like weird yeah, energy. She's already a platinum blonde and then with the yeah. red light on it. Yeah, it, it looks she like turns into like Chibi Chibi Usa or something. Yep. Uh which is is pretty a, a pretty cool effect. We see a scene with um, She got the black dress on. She she does. That's true. Sorry, I was just trying to think of like what an anime would be like with Wicked Lady and Deedlit. Like would they like would they be friends? No, they wouldn't be friends. No. no. Wicked Lady would work for Ashram. Probably. Yeah. If not Vognard. Actually, you're probably well, yeah, because Wise Man yeah. was the one, yeah, and he's like a kind of a wizardy sort of yep. thing. That makes perfect sense. Sailor Moon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we cut to Vagnard and Ashram, by the way, and I'd forgotten that we left off with those two fighting each other. They're like mid combat. Yeah, me too. That's kind of how the last episode ended, if yep. I remember correctly. Despite his bravery, Ashram is sent flying into a wall. It's going to be one of many times he's sent, like just bouncing around like a like a pinball. And he's held there by Vagnard. Who All is, these dudes have some serious HP. They so do. I mean, these have got to be like level 20. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's held there by Vagnard, uh, who is being aided by the power of Cardus the Destroyer. He's been taken over by the evil deity, essentially. There's a warlock of her. Right. Either way, his eyes are red, and he's like got all kinds of extra energy. And telling everybody what she wants or would do. Yes. Ashram badmouths Vagnard, saying that... There's no way that Cardus would have chosen him, which only makes Vagnard angrier. He's like, bitch, I'll show you power. I got this. Uh, during the fight, we get a shot of the glowing scepter of domination and a moaning deedlet in her kinky leather armor. It's not armor. It's a kinky. cocktail dress. <laughs> kinky, kinky cocktail dress. Uh, at this point, all but one of the pillars have been destroyed. Which we saw in one of the earlier episodes, the one of the acolytes standing on it gets evaporated <laughs> yep. as the as the pillar crumbles. There's one left, folks. She's about to be absorbed. Just one. Just one pillar to rule them all. One pillar to midnight. <laughs> Love that. I, I would. So, so like. So like. So, like, if you have not played the uh, cell phone game, which I was playing this weekend, uh, if you're a fan of Iron Maiden, He's which so easy to derail. I am really, Legacy of the Beast is the name of uh, of this cell phone game. I did not know it existed until, like, randomly IGN did, like, some special on it, like, some video on YouTube about it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, like, there is an Iron Maiden cell phone game called Legacy of the Beast, that is literally based around every aspect of their songs, and 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 there's like a million incarnations of Eddie, and it's like a turn-based RPG, and you probably and you have to spend a lot of money to actually get good at it. Is it like, it's a is cell it phone like, game. Is it like the dress spears and uh, Tin Two, where that would be so <laughs> Eddie has different outfits for different powers. Fucking boss, if it was no, it would be amazing if he had a transformation sequence, like, like, like Sailor Moon. Well, like like the dress spears. I didn't actually play Tin Two. Oh, I you... just. You know the to. basic idea. I love Ten Two. Ten Two was so terrible, but amazing. What was it on? It was on PlayStation Two originally. Two or yeah, yeah. It's on. Me. It's on four now. Is it? Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a dual. I can let you borrow at some point. Okay. Uh, it's a dual pack. Um, uh, between the two. No. Uh, yeah. So like in that game, they would the dress spheres would cause them to do a Sailor Moon transformation when they went back and forth between like the different abilities. Oh really? It was the most Sailor Moon video game I've ever played. 
and I've played the Sailor Moon video game for the <laughs> SNES. It was amazing. But yeah, go check out Legacy of the Beast on your on your cell phone. It's it's fun. So Wagner starts throwing Ashram around. Back to the episode, I should say here. And uh, he so spouts. He must, he must be like empowered by. Oh yeah. Then, cause... Oh yeah. He's just like throwing his ass around, spouting off more about how he will be immortal. He got slam attacks. He did get slam attacks, like a dragon with knockback. With knockback. And I've noticed a lot of weird. Oh wait, no, I've already mentioned that. We get more of that weird palette swapping color thing from the from the background, which is cool yep. here. A couple shots. And despite being a ping pong ball, Ashram refuses to give up. Because he's fucking badass. High level. Very high level. Parn sword glows with all of its PCs holy light. don't give up. No, that is true. Wait, are we saying that Ashram's a PC? I thought the DM was just like... He's narrating the, his two bad guys. He's a DMPC. Yeah, okay. There we go. That's that's much better. You've got to know the players are not as excited as the DM is in this moment. No. Yeah. Especially as only one of them gets to be there. That's true. Because, like, it's just Parn. Yep. And then everyone else is like, fuck all. Where I Do you think the DM is actually bouncing back and forth, though? Like, you know, because, again, they all stop to, like, have this battle with the tentacles and the ghost creature. I can see that, like... That being, like, yeah. the framing device? Everybody's... They're not even, like, miniatures on the board. It's just... Yeah. Theater of the mind, each one has their own fight they're going through. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool. That actually would be cool. That actually would be really neat. That's a really cool gaming device there. So, as I said, Parn's sword is glowing. And he emerges to find Ashram alive. It's you! It's Ashram! You're alive! Oh, gasp! Oh, by the way, there's a dragon fight going on. Uh, we get a fight between Nars and Mycin, yep. which is the name of the gold dragon. It is not that inspired. <laughs> no. I mean, again, they're drawn well, but they're just sliding around the screen. They are sliding around the screen. There's, like, weird moments where they're breathing fire, and it's just, like, a still shot of them breathing fire. Or them with fire on them from the other dragon. Yeah. They're, during the fight, too, they awaken other dragons. Yeah. Well, One is Abram. That's the blue dragon. I know that. Okay. I don't know the green dragon's name. Okay. But, but like, the blue dragon powers up. The gold dragon, yeah. and the green dragon powers up the black dragon. Essentially. I mean, kind of, because they don't yeah. show up to battle, but like every time they're they, they wake up and then the other dragon glows. Yeah. Fucking weird. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Nars gets coated in, in the in the breath weapon from uh, Mycin. That's when the other dragon wakes up, and it's just, I don't know. I feel like we could have done without all this dragon stuff. Me too. Like, we got to do Shooting Star. Yes. And that was it. Yes. Totally would have been fine. There could have been some other less badass monster that woke up. Yeah. That held off the heroes for a while. Yeah. Or you actually develop who Mycin is. That I mean that too, but to simplify things. Mm-hmm. It could have not been a dragon, it could have just been some weird guardian golem thing they had. Absolutely. Yeah. It could have no, just woke totally. up and just slowed the heroes down for a while. Right. That's all it did. That's all yeah, a hundred percent. Until Mycin just... showed up to make it not matter. Right. Yeah, it kept it kept Shearus and Orson and Cashew and Jester, like, all doing things. Yeah, which they could have done that, fought a golem for a while, mm-hmm. eventually defeated it. Yeah. Because it wasn't a dragon. And if we're talking in D&D terms, it would have actually made the PCs happier. They would have had something to actually do instead of stand back, watching dragons fight. Right. And not having any input into what actually happens. Yep. This DM is not, not good. No, he's really yeah. not. Yeah. So, speaking of Cashew, the monsters which they had slain apparently stand up. Right. They awaken. They've got... What's that ability that, that, that orcs get? Oh, um... Second wind? No. No, that's a fighter ability. That's a fighter orcs ability. Orcs have a... 
relentless, relentless. I think is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, relentless or relentless or, stamina or something. Yeah, relentless, ruthless aggression. We'll call it relentless endurance. I yeah, know. I think I think something like that. I don't think that's what those monsters have. No, because Cashew's all like, I think Cashew points out something like someone. I think it's Shadam. Shadam says like, "Well, this is weird." Yeah, they're still alive. I'm like, is, no, no, they're not. Is this Cardus? Did Cardus bring it back? And then Cashew says something even weirder, like, no, I don't think Cardus would do this. I think Parn is still fighting. Yeah, I don't quite know what that means either. I don't know. I was really confused. I think maybe... Maybe meaning because he's still there fighting, this is a way to hold off the rest of the soldiers? Yeah, I think maybe this was a desperation attempt on... Vognar, Cardis, whoever. It's not yeah. her full power awakening. Right. It's just it's, it's, this is an after effect to try to keep the fight going. Yeah. Clearly they're zombies. I mean, really, uh, ultimately... Yeah. I mean, ultimately all it is all is these a zombie fight. become zombies for a while. Uh, 100%. I like Shiris's line where she looks at Orson and says, Mercenaries to the end, and smiles. Right. Although she, her, she's drawn weird. Her eyes are kind of like uneven and weird. I thought that too. I was like, so you're going to get paid? Yeah, right? Bizarre. It'd be better if they said, like, mercenaries to the end at Cashew and then, like, held their hands out. <laughs> that actually would be really good. I like that a lot. They all scream. They run into battle. Right. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> uh, Why is your battle cry Eminem? Ah! <laughs> I guess Pee Wee Herman, actually, is what he was doing. He yeah, was, he was going okay. for He's going for Pee Wee. Uh, I just got that. <laughs> PC stands for personal computer. <laughs> Yo, it's PB Home, and I just oh, got that. God, we go back to the big battle. Ashram is sent flying again. This time, Vognard floats up by Parn. Yeah, because you know, because he throws Ashram in front of Parn, essentially, and yep. I think Parn repeats himself. It is Ashram. Duh. No shit. I mean, you've been watching them fight for like a good ten minutes now. Uh, I love this line from Vognard. So I think it's my favorite line of the whole episode, where he looks at Parn because Parn's standing there with the sword. And he says, Beld and Fawn still hold some influence. They're famous swords. Even they will be destroyed. And yeah. I thought it was a good line. I, I mean, it's, that. it's drawing attention to what was cool in general that both those swords have showed up. Yeah. They're like the, the, the prodigies of... Right. They're, they're carrying on the legacy yep. of those swords, of the original six heroes. This new set of heroes that are going to fight to stop this evil. And Vognard... Blows them up with energy. And he just gets all cocky as hell. Like, yeah. Pretty much. Like, ha ha! Wah, 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 wah. Cardis! Vognard <laughs> uh, says, it's time to end this. And ask Ashram to say hello to his emperor. And then Ashram is thrown to the air in agony before being thrown back down to the ground. There's just a lot of this going on. Yep. Before he can finish Ashram off, however, Parn steps in the way of an energy blast and holds it back with Fawn's sword. Which is a cool... Kind of a cool scene. It kind of reminds me of when Pyrrhites throws herself in front of the dragon's breath. Yeah. Like, there's, like, this sort of, like... Actually, you know what it reminds really reminds me of? Huh. When, I think, isn't it Gim that does that and gets in front of the... The, the energy blast from, from Carla. Carla. Yeah. I think, it, I think that's kind of what they're going for here, is he sacrifices himself to, to save Ashram, just like Gim sac- all, like, sac- tried to sacrifice himself to save Parn earlier. That's a lot better than what I thought. What did you think? I have a magic sword. Can I use my parry attack versus the oh, energy Jesus blast? Christ. Okay. <laughs> At the table, yes, that's probably what happened. <laughs> Visually, as an anime, 
this is what I think is actually happening. I shouldn't use that voice, because that would be me. No, that would 100% be you. So, yeah. Powers of bullshit are strong. Yeah. Speaking of Parn, Parn's there to save Deed, he says. He screams Deed, like, 20 times this episode. (laughs) Vognard says that her eternal life is fading. And he sends Parn down with a single blast. Prepares to kill him. But in one of the coolest visuals, I think, from the whole episode, Ashram just kind of looms up behind him yep. like a fucking boss and just cuts him down the middle of his face. Bisects his fucking head. So good. It's it's really cool because, like, I accidentally paused to, like, well, I didn't accidentally, I paused, <laughs> I paused to take notes. Yeah. And I paused, like, in the middle of the slice. Yeah. And it's vicious looking. Like, oh, yeah. Some of those nasty. individual cells, like... There is a cell, like like a moment, like a a, a, a millisecond of like his tooth, like being like shot out of his yeah. mouth and everything. Oh, it's fucking gorgeous! It's super gruesome because you notice. Spoiler: as he keeps fighting, he's missing those two front teeth. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, spoiler: Vognar tries to laugh it off and seems like he is going to be fine until the demon sword Soul Crusher does its job. And essentially takes its soul. It's by Vognard's. His. His. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> if it was just Vognard, I feel like this would be it for Vognard. Right. But Vognard's being powered by, like, an eternal god thing. Right. So, So you, you think know. the god is keeping him animated as a a monster? I think so. Like he's lost his soul. He's an undead thing now. I think so. Because Cardus obviously can make undead. We've seen it. So she's puppeting him around, too. I feel like that's what's going on here. Because we do see, like, energy leave and, like, go toward the sword. We do. So, like, the sword absorbed something. Right. And it makes perfect sense that it would absorb Vognard, and then it's just, he becomes his puppet. Right. Okay. I, I, that's what I think, at least. It's not clear, obviously. It's up to us to interpret. But I, that that's my, that's my head canon. basically an avatar of Cardus now. Yeah. That's my, that's what I see it. Fair enough. So the ground shakes. Energy bursts up. T-lit begins to fade. And Parn rushes across the crumbling land toward Deedlit. Uh, the energy energy that surrounds Deedlit goes away, and some red crackling energy tries to engulf her, but for some reason can't. And then Parn almost gets to her, but is stopped by Ashram. Yep. Do we have to do this now? Like, I get that there's a sense of pride here, but I feel like they're kind of fighting for the same thing. They are. Like, they... wouldn't Ashram want, kind of want to live and have a... A whole, like, you know, island to take care of and people to protect. Or at the very least, they could have been like, all right, tomorrow at noon. Right. Like, let's hold off until a different day. Yeah. But no, they cross swords. Taking us right into... Stop it, Bill. <laughs> Bill. Wrong area again. Our break card. <laughs> What's this? Is that a break card? It is. Welcome to The Break Card. My name is Andy, and thank you so much for tuning in to a brand new episode of the Tuning Japanese podcast, where we sit down uh, most weeks and record an episode where we talk about and review an episode from an anime. Hey, I know that I say this sometimes when we miss episodes, and I apologize for missing episodes, and I say thank you for your patience. I can't say it enough this time. And I'm not going to go into the details here of my personal life, um, but suffice to say, I have gone through one of the greatest hardships of my life on a personal level, and it is something that has impacted my life greatly, um, has impacted the show, 
will impact the show in some ways going forward. But um, I wanted to say thank you uh, for your patience. Thank you for sticking with us and listening uh, as we finish up this bonus season. And hopefully once Josh is feeling a little better, he's been a little under the weather, aside from the fact of just my life being completely upended, we haven't had a chance to sit down and record more Wolf's Rain. That's the goal. The next goal is to hopefully find some time to sit down and record some Wolf's Rain. Uh, if we can't do that this week, we will be releasing a blooper episode from our reviews of The Record of Lotus War as part of Season 2. So we'll probably it'll probably be a small uh, sort of bloopers since there's only seven episodes worth and there's not as many bloopers as there are in a typical episode but i will probably be releasing that if we can't get together and release our episode of wolf's rain enough of that let's talk about our patreon patreon.com slash tuning japanese if you want to head there and donate money to help support the show that'd be very very appreciated you can get all kinds of great bonus content physical things like stickers and pins bonus audio like episodes uh text files like notes you can choose an episode for us to review. You can join us on an episode like Superfan Matt did, who is fantastic and was a, an absolutely great and amazing time. Uh, but definitely go check that out. That's patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. That's how we keep the lights on, in big part thanks to Superfan Matt, especially now, um, where money's going to be a little, little tougher for me personally. Also head over to the Questionable Endeavor Network, questendnetwork.com, and get all kinds of great articles and other podcasts as part of this network. Go check out shows like what we'll be featuring in our little commercial break here before we get back to our episode. That's it. I don't. I, I can't belabor it anymore. Just thank you. I love all you fans. I really appreciate all the support and the love, and we will see you back in the episode in just a bit. Hey, Atta, do you like anime? I do like anime. What about you? I love it! Well, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it, you piece of shit? We kind of did marry it. We did. By making a podcast? It ain't a healthy marriage. It controls our lives. And that podcast is the Reanimator Pod. That's R-E-Animator Pod. And you can hear new episodes every Monday. And here's a little taste. It's Alice in Wonderland meets Inception with an acid-infused EDM rave twist. I like it. Is what I wish I could say. Okay. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I the shot my low too early there. <laughs> Hotro then asked Yuma, Are you turned on? Not in that deep a register. But that's what she asked her. Are you turned on? Turned on yet? <laughs> well, guys, are you turned on yet? If not, I'll keep going. All right. Today, we are going to start. <laughs> well, I, I We're going to start snoozing. I tried to make a dramatic pause. back from the break card and we're also outside the castle and hey guess who's here that we forgot about probably at least i forgot lots of people yeah a lot of people but carla's here and okay. mini, and mini Wars. oh here. yeah i don't think he's mini i think he's mini. i think he's just like far away <laughs> like that's perspective i don't think that's perspective he's surrounded by a glowing golden light a big one uh-huh why would he be so far away why would he stand next to carla maybe, maybe woodchuck smells well that's probably true but okay. <laughs> so, they're watching all this. They're just like, hey, dragon fight. This is kind of cool. <laughs> he asks Carla about all of the pawns that she has created and all this, and whether or not she'll just allow Cardus to destroy everything. Because, you know, this idea of balance probably isn't going to work if everything is dead. Right. Or, <laughs> or, or if not dead, that an evil, that a true evil goddess is now in control of everything. That's Pro not balance. Probably more important. Yeah. yeah definitely not balance. 
Because if everything was dead, then I guess that would be bad. That'd be balanced. I mean, yeah. Carla says that she's a gambler. A Lotus without people is meaningless. She has more faith in the outcome of what's going to happen than that. Okay. Yeah. So Carla's an old lady slot junkie. <laughs> what? She's a gambler. She's an old lady. She's bored. She's... Okay. Again, we never get fan art. But if you <laughs> will draw... We won't, they won't. I know. If you just want to draw Carla... Nobody will. As Woodchuck. Nope. In front of a slot machine. Won't happen. With an oxygen tank. I mean, I might do it. <laughs> I would love this. But I probably won't. Oh, okay. Wart reminds Carla that she's not a god just yet. Just yet? Mm-hmm. We go back to Ashram and Parn. They're fighting. They face off. The final fight. Apparently Carla's got some plans. Yeah. Apparently. Parn asks the sensible question here. Why are we fighting? <laughs> right. Like... Now is not a good time. Part also says that Cardus will destroy Marmo, which is again a very yeah. sensible thing. He's yeah. like, "Do you want? Do you want Marmo to be destroyed? This is how you get Marmo to be destroyed." <laughs> to which Ashram replies, "Light or darkness, between you and I, all will be decided." I oh. guess. Oh, Mang. <laughs> Mang. That's not how that works. No, we get sword fighting. We get Parn almost being killed. And then Vognard crawls out of the ground, because he was evaporated, like, five minutes ago. Was he evaporated, or was he just, like, engulfed? No, he was, he fell backward into, like, a weird portal, and was, like, kind of, like, evaporated. Oh, okay. But then he just kind of... stone-melded. Yes, but then, yeah, so then he just kind of crawls out of the ground. Ashram kind of faces him. He actually runs him through with his sword. But this time, nothing happens. Yeah, but isn't... Okay, so this is where Vognard... Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so then Vognard... Responds by choking a bitch. Yeah, yeah, that was... Like, he just straight up, like, puts Ashram in a chokehold. He just, like, Jimmy Stookas him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't Google... Well, I mean, I guess you can Google that. He's dead. Rest in peace. Uh, Yeah, he died. Did he? Yeah, he died. I don't remember that. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm pretty sure he did. I thought he was part of that... uh, I'm pretty sure he did. Lawsuit. Double check that, but I think he did. He died last year. Because he was on someone's um, death pool, Deadpool, that I was in, that, that 2017, I think, where I got no points. January 15th, 2017. Yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad. <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure you don't. He gets choked, but then he pushes the sword even further, and then energy starts to kind of surround the demon sword. I guess it's trying to take Vognard's soul, but there's no soul to take. Or it's sucking Carl's power out of him. Or, or uh, Cardus, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, Car- maybe sucking Cardus's power? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I guess ultimately the Demon Sword wins because Vognard falls over dead. Or just severed his spine. Uh, yeah, could be too. Carter's like, you know what, screw this. This is, this is too much work. Ashram lets go of the sword. Ashram's final words are, Destiny of Darkness. Then he throws up blood and dies. Oh, my lyrics. <laughs> Fuck. But uh it was also a false uh bit of bit of false what am I what's the word I'm looking for? Advertising? No. False false teeth. Stop it. <laughs> false alarm. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. God damn it. False alarm as Ashram no, sorry, as Vognart is laying there, cackling, still alive. With a sword shoved through his chest. Because he won't die. And in his last moments, again, he destroys the Scepter of Domination. He clenches real hard. Yeah, 
because nobody will dominate Carla. Cardis. Yeah, nobody will. Because nobody will dominate Cardis, and then he just like breaks this, the artifact. Pretty much. And the ground o- like opens up, and Vognard falls in, but then closes suddenly, leaving the demon sword. Yeah, the sword's point up in the ground, or point down in the ground. I just thought of something. Huh. Carla did that. Yeah, you think so? I bet Carla did that. Because why uh, else would the ground, which opens up to a massive chasm, close immediately as soon as Vognard was pulled in? To keep the sword. To keep the sword for Parn. Yeah. That is exactly what happened. Yeah, I bet that is. Holy shit, I've never thought of that before. Yep. Holy, that makes total sense. Holy balls. Yeah, so the sword is there, ready to go, leaving it that behind. That could have even been Carla and Wart working together. That absolutely could have been. A hundred percent. So Parn staggers up. He's the only one left at this point. <laughs> He finds Ashram's sword and dual wields like a fucking boss, which I, I can't imagine. Like, this is third edition. He's got, like, what, like a negative eight and a negative six for, like, these are, like, bastard swords. Yeah, if, if even bastard swords. Yeah. You know, these might be straight-up two-handed swords. Great swords. Like, great swords. Yeah. He's definitely not ambidextrous. So even if he, he doesn't have two-handed fighting. He doesn't have ambidexterity. He doesn't have monkey grip. No, he doesn't have that. So, like, he is mega-taking penalties here. Do you think the GM's just hand-waving it? Probably. Yeah. Because he doesn't actually do anything with the swords. Yeah, that's true. Except almost kill Deedlet if that shield had given up. He's not swinging with any kind of accuracy. He just picks one up in his hand and dives straight down. But we're getting ahead of ourselves as Deedlet begs him to stay back. But then he dives down and say, Yeah, no. After like two minutes of just like them staring at each other. Um, He's met with an energy field. but He just just forks that energy field. (laughs) Yeah, he basically just shoves the swords through it, trying to break through. Oh yeah, guess what? There's dragons going on again. There's more energy, clawing, fire, boring. Nars goes down in flames into the water next to cashew ships. Yep. And just, there actually is one cool image where like he's under the water and you see like gouts of breath weapon come bursting up from the water. Uh-huh. Like that's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, the monsters who are unnaturally fighting crumble. Which is why I think they're zombies. Yeah, they're definitely zombies. We go back to Wart and Carla. Carla does not want to be lectured by Wart at this moment. Nope. And Wart plays that whole, hey, uh, we friends, right, card? Yeah. <laughs> like, we could be friends with benefits. Should the balance... Okay, sorry, Carla says... <laughs> Carla says, should the balance of power on Lodos ever tip again, then you and I shall surely meet once more. And then they fade away. Fade away. Yeah. And then we just cut to the aftermath. Like, I don't even know what the fuck happens. No. Like, do they ever explain it? Nope. Like, he just jumps down to the energy, the one dragon is bested, all the bad guys crumble, and then we cut away to Parn holding Deedlet and her boobies out. Yeah. Yeah. Elves have weird nipples. They do have weird nipples. But, like, that's it. Like, we don't know what... Like, how did Parn rescue her? How did Parn get out of the underground? Magic. <sighs> the magic. Oh. Uh... Fucking weird. I, I was not... That was the one thing I was very upset about. Like, we don't know how... How'd they stop Cardus? Why is your boob out? <laughs> the dress was whole at the time. Maybe the energy ripped it out? I don't know. Are we trying to, like, <laughs> claim something about Parn here? Hmm. No, I'm trying to claim something about the creators. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, 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 oh, shit, it's the last episode. We haven't done a boob yet. <laughs> we, I think the only... The closest we got was, like, the first episode where, like, the, the girl... Or the second episode where the girl is, like, bathing and then is, like, being watched by, like, horny goblins. Right. Like, that's the closest we ever got. Or Deedlet's, like, drunk on the couch kind of thing. Right. Where she's just a little disheveled. Which wasn't much. Which wasn't much. So... Ah, like, oh, shit, no fan service. <laughs> we cut to the narrator. 
It's Wart. He's talking about the celebrations. Parn's a knight. Wart says, The kingdoms of Valas was overflowing with celebration. Prayers gave way to shouts of congratulation and songs of joy. The young man who subdued Marmo was proclaimed a knight. And in Lodos, a new hero was born. Yep. Just, just cut to all that shit, apparently. Uh, we get a shot of the holy armor. He has offered that again. Yes. He has to leave the, he has to leave the sword behind. Yeah, apparently that was on loan from the uh, Kingdom of Fallas. And the DM. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? You can't keep that. That yeah. was on loan from the Kingdom. Give it back. Yeah. You ever think about that, my axe? That's exactly what I was about <laughs> to say. I bet the GM was like, had this really cool epic fight with Cardus planned. And like, he rolled a fucking 20 and then with like both holy swords. And then like, he's like, fine, you just break through and you just stop and you end. That's why we don't get an ending. <laughs> yeah. And fine. Then, you have her. You're done. You're back to the city. Yeah. I don't care what happened. Give me your fucking Vorpal axe, <laughs> asshole. So his friends are all gathered. I was. At first, I thought you were joking. Uh huh. About what? I think Edo does have a little bit of a crush on Parn. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I really think he does. Oh, I think he does too. Uh, completely. Because they're up on the ramparts, and they're asking if Parn will look good in the armor. I guess that's the armor they have set out. That yeah, we just the, saw, the, saw the holy armor. Ago. The holy armor. Um, but, instead, Cashew catches Parn leaving without the armor, yep. wearing old Tessius's armor. Yep. And uh, Cashew and Parn have a final romantic goodbye. He gives him the sword. Yep. <laughs> Cash. <laughs> Cashew asks, are you planning on leaving? He won't stop Parn, but he wants to give him his own sword. <laughs> See? Take take my sword. Sheath it up your butt. Um, <laughs> he walks up toward Deedlet, who is apparently fine now. Yeah. You know, almost being sacrificed to a god. No big deal. All you need is one night's sleep and you get all your hit points back. Yep. Uh, she says, trying to sneak out without me, huh? Lotus can get awful lonely sometimes, you know. And gives gives him the wink like you've seen my boobs. Yep, well, boob, boob, singular. They hop onto a horse and ride off into the sunset together. And his friends just kind of watch him go, saying that one day he shall return, hopefully. Yep. And yeah, you get that moment where Ato he gets the final word. Pard. Yeah, because like Shears and Horse are standing together, and Lelia and Slane are standing uh-huh. together, and hey, just like Parn, <laughs> he's the <laughs> longing Parn. And then we get a final narration, because, you know, it's all about the narration. There once was a boy who dreamed of being a hero. (laughs) From Nantucket. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Who believed sincerely in the battle to vanquish darkness from the world of light. So he sucked it. I got nothing. Thank you. But light and darkness are equal, and where one exists, so too must the other. Don't I got nothing. Okay. And when the boy finally realized this... He had taken the first step toward being a true hero. Then we get end credits. Right. And a really slow, dramatic version of the theme song. Where Parn and Deedle ride a horse through the clouds. Okay, can we... What the fuck is going on? They're then, literally riding what I thought was a foggy background, but apparently it's clouds, because a, the fucking gold dragon just rises up in the background from yep. below them. Yep. The fuck is happening? Magic horse. Uh, hey, they also pass... <laughs> magic horse. They also pass by, um, which I think is noteworthy, Gim's Grave. Yes, they do. Which I thought was a nice little that touch. That was cool, yeah. That was a really cool touch. I like that. That's episode 13. The Burn Bacon, or whatever it is. Uh, the Burning Continent. The Burning Continent. It's time for our final thoughts in this episode, and just kind of the series as a whole. So, as far as the finale goes, I mean, you got a lot of action. And right. it was well-animated action. Yeah. 
We had a lot of weird, like, false deaths. We did. Which I wasn't as crazy about. I think we were able to cobble together some meaning of that. Like, the the, the sword took, we, you know, the sword of Wagner. We had to do a lot of leaps. Filling in the blanks. Yeah, there were a lot of intuitive leaps. Yeah. Carter's taken over the body as a puppet. My D&D players that have seen this crap and... Right. Are good at filling in. Yeah. Carla that stepping in. Two DMs that are going to like, why, right. why'd that happen? Um, because of this. Yeah. No, I totally planned that the whole time. Yeah, we were, we were able to figure it out. But yeah, it's a lot of bullshit. But otherwise, I, I liked I liked the, the the drama of it. The dragon fight, like you said, didn't need to happen. No. It was extra and kind of dull. Yeah. It really was. And, you, and then you have like two other dragons awakening for no reason. It's an anime that I really enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's pretty mm-hmm. even if it's not always animated well it's right. drawn well yes absolutely the art style is unique for an anime the overall story is good mm-hmm. enjoyable fun yeah a lot of the characters are interesting mm-hmm. it's just not tight enough yeah i would agree with that i think that's the entire problem with the anime that's the only knock i can give it the scripts aren't tight yeah. the explanations aren't tight the yeah. pacing isn't tight absolutely I think it would be an easy number two. Mm-hmm. Hey, if, you said number two. An easy number two. Mm-hmm. Um, You've been having India. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. If uh, not even in contention for number one, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for those issues. Absolutely. I agree with that. And it's an interesting OVA because of the fact that we only have 13 episodes too. Right. That has helped, but also hindered it in some cases. I think it helped with the fact that you didn't have that's the sort of Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z effect of filler, um, where you have to just kind of stretch things out because you just happen to have 26 episodes. True. Um, but you have moments like, we need to get these ancient spears. Oh, here they are. We just have them. Right. Or, you know, oh, we got these dragons. Ancient spears they never actually used. They, well, no, they did, I think. Didn't they? Sh- they, they stab? If you have to think, I, if you have to say, I think. I think, didn't they stab? They, they used them to stab Shooting Star. Did they? I'm pretty sure. Again, I feel like one if, of them jumped down. If with you it. have to say, yeah, I think. no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. At very least, they weren't impactful to the story. Correct. They could have been left out. Yeah. Uh, favorite character. I know. There's a lot of characters in this. I know yours is Ashram. Oh, absolutely. I fucking love Ashram. Ashram is my favorite villain of all time. Parn is not a good. Ca- I mean, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty bland protagonist. He is. He's definitely very bland. He's the. The young and upcoming upstart that has to learn to become the grizzled veteran through all of his experiences. Right. He, he's the coming of age character. Yep. And he gets by on being moral and true. And yeah, like, absolutely. Gim is really good. Gim is very good. Gim's the mentor. He's he that mentor is role. really good. Oh, I love Shiris. Shiris is one of my favorite characters from this whole anime. Like she's she's sassy, right? Like she she's got that thing for Parn that adds that wrinkle into the weird romance, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, but yeah, she's she's fun. She's a really fun character. Carla might be my favorite character. Okay, why is Carla your favorite character? Do you think she has motivations I can understand? You know, and she's not as obvious as, as I say. I guess she's not black and white. You know, she's which, a, is, which is very funny. She's the hero of her own story. Absolutely, she is. And I think anytime you have a villain who is the hero of their own story, they're more interesting. I would agree with that. I think Ashram has some of that too. Absolutely, Ashram does. Um, but Carla doesn't do the things Ashram does. Like, oh fuck it, we're gonna fight now anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, eh, I will totally flip sides to get my. I have my objective. 
I don't care who I'm working with or who I'm working against. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. Just the Grey Witch is a cool name. Oh, it's a super the, badass name. The phylactery crown, you know, yeah. taking other bodies, taking other friend's body. That's some, like, grade A level, just fuck with your players stuff yeah. right there. Yeah, I, I think Carl is probably my favorite okay. in this whole anime. Yeah, for me, it is Ashram. Yep. I think Ashram is, he's one of them, like, I like villains that, like, kind of what you just said. I like villains that have reason for what they do. Right. And they have depth to them. Um, you know, it's not just like, I am the evil overlord and I have all these rings and I want to get all the rings to rule them all, you know? Sometimes Kill Crazy Bastard is fun. It can be. Like Monev. The difference is Monev is not your main villain. He's not. When when you have, when, when you have supporting main villain, villains. Main villains should not be Kill Crazy Bastard. Absolutely. I like, I like supporting villains every once in a while that are like that. Yep. That don't have a lot of depth. That they're just crazy... Like it's it's Bane instead of Joker. Well, even Bane has his plots and plans. He does. I'd say if anything, Joker's more kill crazy psycho. Mm, Joker I, just yeah. kind of does. I mean, sure, sometimes that just doing is a multiple step thing to fuck with people. Okay. Well, that's but he fair. does just do. No, I guess he is chaos. Yeah. Okay. But okay, okay if we go to the Mona of example, right? Like right. Mona versus Knives. Like, right. like both are really interesting characters. Monev is very different because he he pre- is he presents a challenge for your protagonist. Yep. Or uh, the Nebraska family. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just assholes. Yeah. But Ashram I love because and especially when you get into Chronicles of, Chronicles of the Heroic Knight, mm-hmm. I think his this part of it is brought out more. Like he really does just want to follow in the footsteps of his Emperor Beld and he does this because he wants peace for his own people. Right. And it's, you know, like uh, Legend of Cristania, which is that movie, which would be really interesting for us to do, that is weird and, like, also set in that world and is a, a based on Puritess and, and Ashram, um, which is kind of its own thing outside of. Oh, okay. Like, they, they play into that a lot, too. Like, this idea of, you know, they're kind of, they're the bad guys, but they're also the good guys. They're the main, the main driving part of the story. Right. So, um, I just, lo- I just always have loved that idea that, like, he... Just like Cashew or, or, or Parn is fighting for the people. Right. They're just different people. Yeah. And visually, I know that like some people might look at it and be like, it's always oh, this overdone trope of the Black Knight. But I love it. Like I just love I love I don't think the, the black, pale face. I don't I think like the black the knight is an overdone trope. I don't know. I feel like it's it, it maybe it's for some people might find it boring, maybe it's what I it, it's a definitely a trope. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's overdone. Okay. Especially when you really Play up the night part. Yeah, there is honor. the honor. The honor. There's there's serving the people and, mm-hmm. and serving the emperor and or yeah, king absolutely. or whatever. Right. Agreed. And I I just everything about him. He's just he's super badass. And I have always just been really drawn to him. The weapon is like one. I think one of the coolest weapons in like anything. Like I, the the demon soul, the demon sword, soul crusher. Right. Like right. it's just. Like, the name alone is just epic, and then the fact that it, like, legitimately takes the souls of whatever it, 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 it like, kills. I always thought it was a fancy, um, it was a fancy skin put on a Vorpal weapon. Essentially, yes. You get a critical hit with it, you kill him immediately. Essentially, yes. But, like, it changes the trappings. Yeah. Exactly. And I, and it's, it's really neat. Yep. So, I love it. So, we mentioned the romance aspect with Shiris. Uh, we were talking off mic earlier 
obviously one of the biggest driving things for this whole anime, aside from the political stuff and the idea of like darkness and light, is that undercurrent, that love story between Parn and Deedlet. And you had said off mic that it's not a good love story. It's not. Do you want to expand upon that a little bit maybe? or There's just very little tension there. Mm-hmm. Like she's obviously smitten with him. Yeah. And he is legitimately, no jokes, no jokes put into it, He's just interested in, I'm going to be a hero. He's oblivious. Yeah, he's oblivious because he wants to be, Yeah, I'm the good guy, I'm the hero, I'm going to look up to my dad and defeat Mm -hmm. the bad guys because I'm the boring main character and Mm -hmm. I'm so interested in being a boring main character that I don't care about any of the sexual tension. Pretty much. I think he's more enamored with Cashew. Oh, absolutely. I think Ada's more enamored with him. Right. I think Shiris is more enamored with him. Oh, of course. I think there's a lot there that could have been played that was just kind of like... Deedla is the main love interest because we're told Deedla's the main love interest. And, like, and we're just given, like, yep, she's the main love interest. And I don't buy deal with it. And and maybe it's maybe it's because Parn, at least to us, is not the most compelling character. Yeah. Like I don't understand what she sees in him. I mean, like either. like from the beginning, even like like I can understand right. like developing over time, but like right from the beginning, even like she's like giggle giggle, pay well, attention to me. Because he doesn't seem to have a crazy charisma score because he's no. boring as fuck. Unless must have, he's must just, have a big dick. Unless he's just he's got that big attractive dick in character. Yes, must be. You know, because I mean, we've said that too, where we kind of think that, okay, this is just a drawing, so we can't right. say it for sure. Yeah. But I take it that this person's supposed to be super attractive. Right. It's like yeah, it's like on another anime podcast I listened to, I've named dropped before, Sailor Business, they've talked about the idea of like the Sailor Scouts, how, you know, Ray is supposed to be like really pretty. But well, like, when, but like, but like, when you really look at like each of the faces and the way the things are drawn, face. it's the same face across, just with different hair. So like, wouldn't Mina be the prettiest? Well, one? she is also attractive, but like a, a lot of times, like they they always say like like Mars is all like especially pretty. Like they're even in the manga and in the like crystal and stuff. Like or even in the original series, like when Sailor Moon first meets Rey, like she makes a, a point to talk about like how gorgeous she is. She does, but at the same time, if you're and this is kind of getting off track. Oh, it's but, okay. We're fine. We got to fill time. Um, we only have one episode. But if Venus, I mean, Venus is, you know, love and beauty. Right. So I guess I would have always mentally scratched in that Venus was the most attractive. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you, they do talk about her yeah. being, Ray being pretty. Right. But I would have always. I could see that too. Like if yeah. I had to make a list on top of my head of who the most attractive Sailor Scout is, mm-hmm. canonically, or if I was statting them out in Old World of Darkness, say. Yeah. I would have definitely made sure Mina was the one that. The highest appearance. Had the score. highest appearance score. Yeah. And then Ray would either have equal, but not have some, um, you know, enchanting appearance. Uh, yeah, uh, right. Merit, yeah. you know, or maybe she had four dots instead of five or something. You yeah. know, I'd, I would have given her the edge by uh, mm-hmm. Just a, a little, small yeah. margin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so any final other thoughts regarding this anime? I guess the one other thing I can say is I enjoyed this go around more because we've Gamed for so much longer, so the, oh yeah, the D ness of it, and us being GMs for so much longer. Yeah, and like we can. It wasn't see just it. like I like D and D, so this is a D and D role or anime. Yep, anime. Yep. Now we're really dissecting it with through that lens. Our our OG gamer. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's it's so good. Um, if you have not checked it out, don't for you know. Remember, it is on the Funimation app. You can go find all of the episodes of it there. You know, Funimation did get the rights to it. Um, you know, from Central Park Media. What's a disappeared a bit so it is available on their streaming app as well as all the episodes of chronicles of the heroic night yep so available to you there uh that about does it 
Um, oh, wait. It doesn't. Oh. I got surprised. So I Googled, because I was like, we got to fill a little bit of time here, because we're only doing one episode instead of two. So I Googled um, Record of Lotus War trivia, or, or quiz, and I found this really bizarre website called selectsmart.com. And apparently there's like weird little knowledge quizzes on this website. And there's like this really, viruses. I'm probably going to get viruses. There, There's um, things on the side for Amazon Prime and Game of Thrones um, and, and Amazon Kindle. But um, it's, I found this quiz. It says, knowledge quiz based upon your bad boy Bishonen match. Uh, okay. Uh, the anime selector quiz by uh, Anthisama. Test your knowledge of Ashram, Record of Lotus War. Okay. And there's 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 true or false questions about Ashram. It says, show what you know by answering true or false to the following. Uh, and I'm going to let you answer all these. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it says, answer false if neither applies or if you're not sure. Your score will be calculated on the next page. I don't know where this will lead us. Okay. This could This could be scary. Here we go. Question one. True or false? Long hair. Yes, or short shoulder length, no, for false. Wait, what? I don't know. Is, <laughs> it, is that, oh. Ashram has long hair, Hang yes. On. Okay, so like, it says, test your knowledge of Ashram, long hair or short hair? Long hair. Okay, true. Uh, should he be truly evil or just bad or misunderstood? Oh, I think this is like how you would view Ashram as a love interest. So I'm really curious. Do you, Would you think... Do you, would you prefer Ashram being truly evil or just bad and a bad boy who's misunderstood? I think it is the second one. Okay, the second one. So, okay. I think that... I'm not sure what's happening. I'm not sure what's Wait, hang on. It says... <laughs> this is poorly worded. <laughs> this is great. I love this quiz. Uh, it says, answer false if neither applies or if you're not sure. I'm going to leave it false. Okay. Because it says yes or no. Uh, isn't fire cool? Capital yes. cool. <laughs> True. Okay. Do you like blades or magic? Blades. Blades, so true. <laughs> Would you rather just massacre everyone or, or everything, or just take out the annoying ones? Annoying ones. Okay, so I'm going to mark false, because that says no. Does he have to be human? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, that's bestiality. Do you enjoy torturing small children? No. <laughs> Why? That was the question. <laughs> like, do I do I enjoy bothering my daughter by doing the guess what chicken butt thing all the time? Yes. <laughs> do I like find kids on the street and like take pliers to them? No. <laughs> this is the weirdest quiz ever. Is it sexier if he's cold or expressive? I don't think cold is sexy. That cold makes your willy shrink. So we'll go, we'll go the other one. Okay. Wouldn't it be romantic to die in his arms? No. <laughs> it's okay to be incredibly cruel to your underlings if they fail, or if you're in a bad mood. True or false? Sure, why not? True. <laughs> I don't have underlings. I have no idea. You are an underling. I forgot. I am. Uh, tragedy, doesn't it make guys sexier? No. <laughs> I love this. If that was the case, I'd be Brad Pitt. Jesus. <laughs> Pale hair or dark hair? Dark hair. Okay. Aren't black and purple the perfect armor colors? Yes. Okay. Actually, you would think <laughs> I that. I would say that. You would say that. Uh, do you, whoa! Do you like to be dominated? This is going to be a really telling moment here. Do you like to be dominated? 
<laughs> Not r- <laughs> Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm reading the question here. Do you like to be dominated? You interpret it how you will. Like, handcuffs with leather straps and, like, boards with nails in them and shit? No. <laughs> do you like to be dominated, yes or no? I'm gonna go with no. Okay. Would it bother you that he makes his living betraying basically everyone he knows? Yes. Because then he would know you. Duh. <laughs> do you just love red roses? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I... Tuxedo mask! You came! I guess if I had to pick a flower. <laughs> Is loyalty a must? Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you like to get revenge by destroying the whole damn world? No. Okay. I thought you'd say yes to that. Not the whole world. That's where I live. Okay, that's, my, <laughs> that's where I live. My stuff is there. <laughs> is it okay if he's dangerously unpredictable at times? No. Okay. I like how everything defaults to false instead of true. Um, would it bother you that his relationship with his sister is a bit unusual? I didn't know he had a sister. That must be something from the books or manga. I, I, I What's a bit unusual? I don't know. It's dot 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 unusual. Like Jamie and Cersei unusual? Because then, yes, that would bother me. Well, I don't know. Or if it's so... just like, she spends a lot of time at the house, then no. So which do you want to put, true or false? I, I guess go false. Okay. Nothing should stop him, war, death, or rebirth, until he has you and takes over the world while he's at it. Yeah, sure. Okay. So basic black or a little color? A little color. Okay. Nin- <laughs> I don't understand this statement. It says, oh, now you don't understand the statement. Okay, no, this one especially. It just says, Ninja do it better! With two exclamation points. False? Okay. Oh, here's a good one. Final question. Do you need dot 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 capital D discipline? No. <laughs> I don't think... Are you ready for your score? Okay. I'm not sure what this is ranking me on. Um, uh, you got things incorrect. Oh, hang on. Your score is 54%. Oh, which means okay. that, which means that, it's in between. You are somewhat knowledgeable and and, and you are smarter than average. Who? Who? Wait, do you what, want? Do you want? Was to rate, I supposed to be guessing? Do you, do you want to rate this quiz? Yeah, I do. How many stars out of five? Negative one. Okay, we'll give them zero. <laughs> rate this quiz. Fuck you. Quiz. Wow, it has a rating. Its last rating was zero. That was us. Alright, uh, I want to go back to see what its rating is. Ashram. This got a rating of... It doesn't say. Alright, cool. Hang on, I want to go back. There's other ones of these. Oh, no. There's uh, Seifer from Final Fantasy VIII. Um, and that's the only one that you would know, because there's Magic... Well, there's Vicious from Cowboy Bebop and Sephiroth. Okay, we're going to do one more real quick. Okay. I'm going to give you the choice. Sephiroth, Vicious, or Seifer? Because those are the only ones you'd really know. Sephiroth are probably the one I do the best at. So Sephiroth? Yeah, so I'm supposed to guess what is correct. It, I'm sure. This isn't my prefer- choice. This is. Oh, no! It's all the same questions! <sighs> yeah, we're not doing this. Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, that was an experiment. Uh, well, that added ten minutes of the runtime. da 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 Good night, folks. <laughs> Bill, it's been a joy. It has. I've enjoyed this. I have too. Very much. Yep. Um so we'll uh Josh isn't here. That's not it. 
that because we've been talking about he won't uh, listen. And, and, and that's it. true. He's not on it. Uh, so we'll be back sometime with our third bonus season, whether that be Chronicles of the Heroic Night or something else. We'll we'll talk in post. Probably will. Yeah, probably. Uh, Are but... you going to call it the third bonus season or just more of season two? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to think about that. But it's time to go, sadly. It's time to say goodbye. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two heroes dun, dun, dun. take on the record of Lodos War. Yes. And no army will be able to stand before me. I'm Bill. And I am not a god just yet. My name's Andy. And we'll see you next time. Ah! I don't know what to do! Uh, bye bye Say something. Ah! Ah! Uh, ah! Uh. I had Indian food. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowbane Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, The Reanimator Podcast, Perilous Pretenders, and our newest show, and sometimes their scotch. Trying to sneak off without me, huh? Lotus can get awfully lonesome sometimes, you know. Harn and Deed will be back again. Someday, I'm sure. We'll wait for them. I'm sure our paths will cross again. Han knows his friends will always be there to help. You're right. I wonder, is our job done? We can only hope so. Han. There once was a boy who dreamed of being a hero who believed sincerely in the battle to banish darkness from a world of light. But light and darkness are equal, and where one exists, so too must the other. And when the boy finally realized this, he had taken the first step toward being a true hero.